0: Act Three of King Lear. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. King Lear by William Shakespeare. Act Three. Scene One A Heath. A Storm with Thunder and Lightning. Enter Kent and a Gentleman.
1: Meeting. Who's there, besides foul weather?
2: One-minded like the weather, most unquietly.
1: I know you. Where's the king?
2: Contending with the fretful elements, bids the wind blow the earth into the sea, or swell the curled waters above the main, that things might change or cease, tears his white hair which the impetuous blasts with eyeless rage, catch in their fury and make nothing of, strives in his little world of man to outscorn the to-and-fro conflicting wind and rain. This night, wherein the cub-drawn bear would crouch, the lion and the belly-pinched wolf keep their fur dry, unbonneted he runs, and bids what will take all.
1: But who is with him?
2: "'None but the fool who labours to outgest his heart-struck injuries.'
1: "'Sir, I do know you, and dare, upon the warrant of my note, "'commend a dear thing to you. "'There is division, although as yet the face of it "'be covered with mutual cunning, twixt Albany and Cornwall, "'who have, as yes, who have not, that there— great stars thrown and set high servants who seem no less which are to france the spies and speculations intelligent of our state what hath been seen either in snuffs and packings of the dukes or the hard rain which both of them have borne against the old kind king or something deeper whereof perchance these are but furnishings. But true it is, from France there comes a power into this scattered kingdom, who already, wise in our negligence, have secret feet in some of our best ports, and are at point to show their open banner. Now, to you— If on my credit you dare build so far to make your speed to Dover, you shall find some that will thank you, making just report of how a natural and bemadding sorrow the king hath caused to plain. I am a gentleman of blood and breeding, and from some knowledge and assurance offer this office to you.
2: I will talk further with you.
1: No, do not! For confirmation that I am much more than my outwall, open this purse and take what it contains. If you shall see Cordelia, as fear not but you shall, show her this ring, and she will tell you who your fellow is that yet you do not know. Fie on this storm! I WILL GO SEEK THE KING.
2: GIVE ME YOUR HAND. HAVE YOU NO MORE TO SAY?
1: FEW WORDS, BUT TO EFFECT, MORE THAN ALL YET, THAT WHEN WE HAVE FOUND THE KING, IN WHICH YOUR PAIN THAT WAY, I'LL THIS, HE THAT FIRST LIGHTS ON HIM, la THE OTHER.
0: Exeunt SEVERALLY SCENE TWO Another part of the heath, the storm continues. Enter Lear and the Fall.
3: Blow, winds, and crack your cheeks. Rage, blow, you cataracts and hurricanos. Spout till you have drenched our steeples, drowned the cocks. You sulphurous and thought-executing fires, Vaunt couriers to oak-cleaving thunderbolts, Singe my white head, and thou, all shaking thunder, Strike flat the thick rotundity of the world, Crack nature's moulds! All Germans spill at once that making grateful
4: man. O Nuncle, court holy water in a dry house Is better than this rain-water out of the door good knuckle in and ask thy daughter's blessing here's a knight pities neither wise men nor fools rumble thy bellyful spit fire spout rain nor
3: rain wind thunder fire are my daughters i tax you not you elements with unkindness i never gave you kingdom called you children you owe me no subscription then let fall your horrible pleasure here i stand your slave poor infirm weak and despised old man but yet i call you servile ministers that will with two pernicious daughters join your high engendered battle against a head so old and white as this oh oh tis foul
4: he that has a house to put his head in has a good headpiece the codpiece that will house before the head has any the head and he shall louse so beggars marry many the man that makes his toe what he his heart should make shall of a corn cry woe and turn his sleep to wake for there was never yet fair woman but she made mouths in a glass and to kent
3: no i will be the pattern of all patience i will say nothing
4: (coughs) who's there Mary, here's grace in a codpiece. That's a wise man and a fool.
1: Alas, sir, are you here? Things that love night, love not such nights as these. The wrathful skies gallow the very wanderers of the dark, and make them keep their caves. Since I was man, such sheets of fire, such... Bursts of horrid thunder, <coughs> such groans of roaring wind and rain I never remember to have heard. Man's nature cannot carry the affliction, nor the fear.
3: Let the great gods that keep this dreadful pother o'er our heads find out their enemies now. Tremble, thou wretch, that hast within thee undivulged crimes, unwhipped of justice.' Hide thee, thou bloody hand, thou perjured, and thou simular man of virtue that art incestuous, caitiff to pieces shake, that under covert and convenient seeming hast practised on man's life. Close pent up guilts, rive your concealing continence, and cry these dreadful summoners grace. I am a man more sinned
1: against than sinning. Alack, bareheaded! Gracious, my lord! Hard by here is a hovel, some friendship will it lend you against the tempest, repose you there, whilst I to this hard house, more harder than the stones whereof tis raised, which even but now, demanding after you, denied me to come in, return, and force their scanted courtesy
3: thy wits begin to turn come on my boy how dost, my boy art cold i am cold myself where is this straw my fellow the art of our necessities is strange that can make vile things precious come your hovel poor fool and knave
4: i have one part in my heart that's sorry yet for thee he that hasn't a little tiny wit with hey-ho the wind and the rain must make content with his fortune's fit for the rain it raineth every day true boy come bring us to this hovel exeunt Lear and kent this is a brave night to cool a courtesan i'll speak a prophecy ere i go when priests are more in word than matter when brewers mar their malt with water, when nobles are their tailor's tutors, no heretics burnt, but wenches suitors, when every case in law is right, no squire in debt, nor no poor knight, when slanders do not live in tongues, nor cut-purses come not to throngs, when usurers tell their gold in the field, and bods and whores do churches build, then shall the realm of albion come to great confusion then comes the time who lives to see it that going shall be used with feet this prophecy merlin shall make for i live before his time exit
0: scene three a room in gloucester's castle enter gloucester and edmund
5: Alack, alack, Edmund, I like not this unnatural dealing. When I desired their leave, that I might pity him, they took from me the use of mine own house, charged me on pain of perpetual displeasure, neither to speak of him, entreat for him, nor any ways sustain him.
6: Most savage and unnatural.
5: Go to, say you nothing. There is division betwixt the dukes, and a worse matter than that. I have received a letter this night. Tis dangerous to be spoken. I have locked the letter in my closet. These injuries the king now bears will be revenged home. There's part of a power already footed. We must incline to the king. I will seek him and privily relieve him. Go you and maintain talk with the duke, that my charity be not of him perceived. If he ask for me, I am ill and gone to bed." If I die for it, as no less is threatened me, the king, my old master, must be relieved. There is some strange thing toward, Edmund. Pray you, be careful. Exit.
6: This courtesy, forbid thee, shall the duke instantly know, and of that letter, too. This seems a fair deserving, and must draw me that which my father loses." No less than all. The younger rises, when the old doth fall.
0: EXIT SCENE FOUR A part of the heath with a hovel. Storm continues. Enter Lear, Kent, and the Fool.
1: Here is the place, my lord, good my lord, enter tyranny of the open nights too rough for nature to endure let me alone good my lord enter here
3: wilt break my heart
1: i had rather break mine own good my lord enter
3: thou think'st tis much that this contentious storm invades us to the skin so tis to thee but where the greater malady is fixed the lesser is scarce felt thou shun a bear But if thy flight lay towards the raging sea, thou'dst meet the bear in the mouth. When the mind's free, the body's delicate. The tempest in my mind doth from my senses take all feeling, else save what beats there. Filial ingratitude! Is it not as this mouth should tear this hand for lifting food to it? But I will punish home—no, I will weep no more. In such a night, to shut me out, pour on, I will endure. In such a night as this, O oh Regan, Goneril, your, your kind old father, whose frank heart gave all. Oh, that way madness lies. Let me shun that. No more of that.
1: Good my lord, enter here.
3: Prithee go in thyself. Seek thine own ease. This tempest will not give me leave to ponder on things would hurt me more. But I'll go in in, boy, go first. You houseless poverty, nay, get thee in, I'll pray, and then I'll sleep.
0: Exit the fall.
3: Poor naked wretches wheresoe'er you are, that by the pelting of this pitiless storm. How shall your houseless heads and unfed sides, your loops and windows' raggedness, defend you from seasons such as these? Oh, I attain too little care of this. Take physic, pomp, expose thyself to feel what wretches feel, that thou mayst shake the superflux to them, and show the heavens more just.
7: Adam and
0: Arf! Adam and Arf! Poor Tom! Enter the fool from the
4: hovel. Come not in here, Nuncle. Here's a spirit. Help me, help me!
1: Give me thy hand. Who's there?
4: A spirit, a spirit. He says his name's Poor Tom.
1: What art thou that dost grumble, there in the straw? Come forth. Enter
0: Edgar, disguised as Poor Tom. Away! The
7: foul fiend follows me. Through the sharp hawthorn blows the cold wind. go to thy cold bed and warm thee. Didst thou give all to thy two daughters, and art thou come to this? Who gives anything to poor Tom? Whom the foul fiend hath led through fire and through flame, through ford and whirlpool, o'er bog and quagmire, that hath laid knives under his pillow and halters in his pew, set ratsbane by his porridge, made him proud of heart to ride on a bay trotting horse over four inched bridges, to course his own shadow for a traitor. Bless thy five wits! Tom's cold. Oh, doo-dee-doo, bless thee from whirlwind star blasting and taking do poor tom some charity whom the foul fiend vexes there could i have him now and there and there again and there what
3: have his daughters brought him to this pass couldst thou save nothing didst thou give them all nay he reserved a blanket else we had been all shamed now all the plagues that in the pendulous air hang fated o'er men's faults light on thy daughters he
1: hath no daughters sir
3: death traitor nothing could have subdued nature to such lowness but his unkind daughters is it the fashion that discarded fathers should have thus little mercy on their flesh judicious punishment twas this flesh begot those pelican daughters
7: pillicock sat on pillicock hill HALLOO, HALLOO, LOO This cold night will turn us all to fools and madmen. Take heed of the foul fiend. Obey thy parents, keep thy word justly, swear not, commit not with man's sworn spouse. Set not thy sweetheart on proud array. Tom's a cold. What hast thou been? A serving man proud in heart and mind, that curled my hair, wore gloves in my cap, served the lust of my mistress's heart, and did the act of darkness with her. (laughs) Swore as many oaths as I spake words, and broke them in the sweet face of heaven, one that slept in the contriving of lust, and waked to do it. Wine loved I deeply, dice dearly, and in woman out paramoured the Turk. False of heart, light of ear, bloody of hand, hog in sloth, fox in stealth, wolf in greediness, dog in madness, lion in prey. Let not the creaking of shoes nor the rustling of silks betray thy poor heart to woman. Keep thy foot out of brothel, thy hand out of placket, thy pen from lender's book and defy the foul fiend. Still, through the hawthorn blows the cold wind, says some monny, Dolphin, my boy, boy, says. Let him drop by.
3: Why, thou wert better in thy grave than to answer with thy uncovered body this extremity of the skies. Is man no more than this? Consider him well. Thou o'st the worm no silk, the beast no hide, the sheep no wool, the cat no perfume. Ah! here's three ones are sophisticated. Thou art the thing itself. Unaccommodated man is no more but such a poor bare forked animals thou art
4: off off you lendings come unbutton here he tears off his clothes Prithee nuncle be contented tis a naughty night to swim in now a little fire in a wild field were like an old lecher's heart a small spark all the rest one's body cold look here comes a walking fire enter Gloucester with a torch
7: this is the foul fiend Flibbertigibbet. gibbet he begins at curfew, and walks till the first cock. He gives the web and the pen, squints the eye, and makes the hair lip. Mildews the white wheat, and hurts the poor creature of earth. So with old footed thrice the old, he met the nightmare and her ninefold. bid her a light, and her troth plight, and aright thee, witch, aright thee.
1: How fares your grace. What's he? To Gloucester who's there what ist you seek
5: what are you there your names
7: poor tom that eats the swimming frog the toad the tadpole, the walnut and the water that in the fury of his heart when the foul fiend rages eats cow dung for salads swallows the old rat and the ditch dog drinks the green mantle of the standing pool, who is whipped from tithing to tithing, and stuck, punished, and imprisoned, who hath had three suits to his back, six shirts to his body, horse to ride, and weapons to wear. But mice and rats and such small deer have been Tom's food for seven long year. Beware my follower. Peace, smoking, peace, thou fiend.
5: What, hath your grace no better company?
7: The prince of darkness is a gentleman, Modo he's called, and Mahoo.
5: Our flesh and blood, my lord, is grown so vile that it doth hate what gets it.
7: Our tom's a cold.
5: Go in with me. My duty cannot suffer to obey in all your daughters hard commands, though their injunction be to bar my doors, and let this tyrannous knight take hold upon you. Yet have I ventured to come seek you out, and bring you where both fire, And food is ready.
3: First, let me talk with this philosopher. To Edgar. What is the cause of thunder?
1: Good my lord! Take this offer! Go into the house!
3: I'll talk a word with this same learned Theban. To Edgar. What is your study?
7: How to prevent the fiend and to kill vermin.
3: Let me ask you one word in private.
7: Lear and Edgar talk apart.
1: IMPORTUNE HIM ONCE MORE TO GO, MY LORD. HIS WITS BEGIN
5: TO UNSETTLE. CANST THOU BLAME HIM? HIS DAUGHTERS SEEK HIS DEATH. AH, THAT GOOD KENT! HE SAID IT WOULD BE THUS, POOR BANISHED MAN. THOU SAYEST THE KING GROWS MAD. I'LL TELL THEE, FRIEND, I AM ALMOST MAD MYSELF. I HAD A SON, NOW OUTLAWED FROM MY BLOOD. HE SOUGHT MY LIFE, BUT LATELY, very late i loved him friend no father his son dearer true to tell thee the grief hath crazed my wits what a night's this i do beseech your grace
3: oh cry you mercy sir noble philosopher your company tom's a cold in
5: fellow there into the hovel keep thee warm come let's in all this this way my lord with him I will keep still with
3: my
1: philosopher. Good my lord, soothe him, let him take the fellow. Take him you on. sirrah, come on, go
5: along with us. Come, good Athenian. No words, no words, hush.
7: Child Roland to the dark tower came. His word was still, fie, foe, and fum. I smell the blood of a British man.
0: Exeunt. Scene five. A room in Gloucester's castle. Enter Cornwall and Edmund.
8: I will have my revenge ere I depart his house. How, my lord,
6: I may be censured, that nature thus gives way to loyalty? Something fears me to think of.
8: I now perceive, it was not altogether your brother's evil disposition made him seek his death but a provoking merit, set a work by a reprovable badness in himself. How malicious
6: is my fortune, that I must repent to be just! This is the letter he spoke of, which approves him an intelligent party to the advantages of France, Oh heavens! That this treason were not, were not I the detector. Go with me to the Duchess. If the matter of this paper be certain, You have mighty business in hand.
8: True or false, it hath made thee Earl of Gloucester. Seek out where thy father is, That he may be ready for our apprehension.
6: If I find him comforting the king, It will stuff his suspicion more fully. I will persevere in my course of loyalty, Though the conflict be sore between that and my blood.
8: I will lay trust upon thee, and thou shalt find a dearer father in my love.
0: Exeunt Scene 6 A Chamber in a Farmhouse Adjoining the Castle Enter Gloucester, Lear, Kent, The Fall, and Edgar.
5: Here is better than the open air. Take it, thankfully. I will piece out the comfort with what addition I can. I will not be long from you
1: all the power of his wits have given way to his impatience the gods reward your kindness exit gloucester
7: Frateretto calls me and tells me nero is an angler in the lake of darkness pray innocent and beware the foul fiend prithee nuncle tell me
4: whether a madman be a gentleman or a yeoman a king a king no he's a yeoman that has a gentleman to his son For he's a mad yeoman that sees his son, a gentleman before him. To have a thousand with red burning spits come hissing in upon him. The foul vein bites my back. He's mad that trusts in the tameness of a wolf, a horse's health, a boy's love, or a whore's oath. It shall be done. I will arraign them
3: straight. To Edgar. Come, sit thou here, most learned justicer. To the fool thou sapient sir sit here now you she foxes
7: look where he stands and glares want'st thou eyes at trial madam come o'er the bourne bessie to me her boat hath a leak, and she must not speak why she dares not come over to thee the foul fiend haunts poor tom in the voice of a nightingale hoppy dance cries in tom's belly for two white herring Croak not, black angel, I have no food for thee.
1: How do you, sir? Stand you not so amazed? Will you lie down and rest upon the cushions? I'll
3: see their trial first. Bring in their evidence. To Edgar. Thou, a robed man of justice, take thy place. To the fool. And thou, his yoke-fellow of equity, bench by his side. To Kent you are of the commission uh, sit you too.
7: let us deal justly sleepest or wakest thou jolly shepherd thy sheep be in the corn and for one blast of thy minikin mouth thy sheep shall take no arm Purr. the cat is grey
3: arraign her first tis goneril i here take my oath before this honourable assembly she kicked the poor
4: king her father come hither mistress is your name goneril she cannot deny it cry you mercy i took you for a joint stool
3: and here's another whose warped looks proclaim what store her heart is made on stop her there arms arms sword fire corruption in the place false justicer why hast thou let her escape?
1: Bless thy
7: five wets.
1: Oh, pity! Sir, where is the patience now that you so oft have boasted to retain?
7: My tears begin to take his part so much they'll mar my counterfeiting.
3: The little dogs and all, tray, blanche, and sweetheart, see,
7: they they bark at me. Tom will throw his head at them. Avant, ye, curs! Be thy mouth or black or white, tooth that poisons if it bite. Mastiff, greyhound, mongrel grim, hound or spaniel, brack or lem, or bobtail, tyke or trundle-tail, Tom will make them weep and wail. For with throwing thus my ed, dogs leap the hatch and all are fled. Do-dee-dee-dee, sissa! Come, march to wakes and fairs and market-towns, poor Tom, thy horn is dry. Then let them anatomize Regan, see what breeds about her heart. Is there
3: any cause in nature that makes these hard hearts? You, sir, I entertain you for one of my hundred, only I do not like the fashion of your garments. You'll say they are Persian, but let them be changed.'
1: "'Now, good my lord, lie here and rest a while.' "'Make no noise, make no noise, draw the curtains
3: so so we'll go to supper in the morning
5: and i'll go to bed at noon enter Gloucester. come hither friend where is the king my master here sir but trouble him not his wits are gone good friend i prithee take him in thy arms i have o'erheard a plot of death upon him there is a litter ready lay him in it and drive towards Dover, friend, where thou shalt meet both welcome and protection. Take up thy master. If thou shouldst dally half an hour, his life with thine, and all that offer to defend him, stand in assured loss. Take up, take up, and follow me, that will to some provision give thee quick conduct. Oppressed nature sleeps. This rest might yet
1: have bound thy broken sinews which if convenience will not allow stand in hard cure to the fool, come help to bear thy master come
0: come away exeunt kent gloucester and the fall bearing off the king
7: when we our betters see bearing our woes we scarcely think our miseries are foes Who alone suffers, suffers most i' the mind, Leaving free things and happy shows behind? But then the mind much sufferance doth 'er o'erskip, When grief hath mates and bearing fellowship. How light and portable my pain seems now, When that which makes me bend makes the king bow. He childed as I fathered, Tom away, mark the eye-noises, and thyself buray when false opinion whose wrong thought defiles thee, in thy just proof repeals and reconciles thee. What will hap more to-night, safe scape the king? Lurk, lurk.
0: Exit Scene 7 A room in Gloucester's castle. Enter Cornwall, Regan, Goneril, Edmund, and servants. To Goneril.
8: Post speedily to my lord your husband. Show him this letter. The army of France is landed. Seek out the traitor Gloucester.
0: Exeunt some servants.
8: Hang
9: him instantly.
8: Pluck out his eyes. Leave him to my displeasure. Edmund keep you our sister company the revenges we are bound to take upon your traitorous father are not fit for your beholding advise the duke where you are going to a most festinate preparation we are bound to the like our posts shall be swift and intelligent betwixt us farewell dear sister farewell my lord of gloucester
0: enter oswald
8: how now where's the king
6: my lord of gloucester hath conveyed him hence Some five or six and thirty of his knights, hot questrists after him, met him at gate, who, with some other of the lord's dependents, are gone with him towards Dover, where they boast to have well-armed friends.
8: Get horses for your mistress.
6: Exit Oswald.
8: Farewell, sweet lord, and sister. Edmund, farewell.
0: Exeunt Goneril and Edmund.
8: Go, seek the traitor Gloucester. pinion him like a thief. Bring him before us.
0: Exeunt servants.
8: Though well we may not pass upon his life Without the form of justice, Yet our power shall do a courtesy to our wrath, Which men may blame, but not control.
0: Enter Gloucester, brought in by two or three servants.
8: Who's there? The traitor? Ingrateful fox, tis he. Bind fast his corky arms.
5: What mean, your graces? Good, my friends, consider you are my guests. Do me no foul play, friends.
8: Bind him, I say.
5: Servants tie his hands.
8: Hard, hard, O filthy
5: traitor. Unmerciful lady as you are, I'm none.
8: To this chair bind him. Villain, thou shalt find.
5: Regan plucks his beard. By the kind gods, tis most ignobly done to pluck me by the beard. So white and such a traitor. Naughty lady these hairs which thou dost ravish from my chin will quicken and accuse thee i am your host with robbers hands my hospitable favours you should not ruffle thus what will you do
8: come sir what letters had you late from france be simple answered for we know the truth and what confederacy have you with the traitors late-footed in the kingdom
9: to whose hands have you sent the lunatic king
5: Speak. I have a letter, guessingly, set down, which came from one that's of a neutral heart, and not from one opposed. Cunning.
8: And false. Where hast thou sent the king?
5: To Dover.
9: Wherefore, to Dover? Was thou not charged at peril?
8: Wherefore, to Dover? Let him first answer that.
5: I am tied to the stake, and I must stand the course.
8: Wherefore, to Dover, sir?
5: because I would not see thy cruel nails pluck out his poor old eyes, nor thy fierce sister in his anointed flesh stick boorish fangs. The sea, with such a storm as his bare head in hell-black night endured, would have buoyed up and quenched the stelled fires, yet, poor old heart, he hoped the heavens to rain if wolves had at thy gate howled that stern time thou shouldst have said good porter turn the key all cruels else subscribed but i shall see the winged vengeance overtake such children
8: see it thou shalt never fellows hold the chair upon these eyes of thine i'll set my foot
5: he that will think to live till he be old give me some help oh cruel oh ye gods one side will mark another the other do.
8: if you see vengeance
2: hold your hand my lord i have served you ever since i was a child but better service have i never done you than now to bid you
9: hold how now you dog if you did wear a beard upon your chin i'd shake it on this quarrel
0: cornwall draws his sword
9: what do you mean
0: my villain he lunges at him
9: nay then come on and take the chance of anger
0: he wounds cornwall
9: give me thy sword a peasant stand up thus
0: she takes a sword and runs at him behind
9: oh i
2: am slain my lord you have one eye left to see some mischief on him oh
8: he dies lest it see more prevent it out vile jelly where is thy lustre now
5: all dark and comfortless where's my son edmund edmund enkindle all the sparks of nature to quit this horrid act
9: Thou treacherous villain thou call'st on him that hates thee it was he that made the overture of thy treasons to us who is too good to pity
5: thee o my follies then edgar was abused kind gods forgive me that and prosper him
9: go thrust him out at gates and let him smell his way to dover
5: exit a servant with gloucester
9: how is it my lord how look you
8: i have received a hurt follow me lady turn out that eyeless villain throw this slave upon the dunghill regan I bleed apace. Untimely comes this hurt. Give me your arm.
0: Exit Cornwall, supported by Regan.
8: I'll never care what wickedness
9: I do. If this man come to good— If she live long, and in the end meet the old course of death, women will all turn monsters. Let's follow the old earl, and get the bedlam to lead him where he would. His roguish madness allows itself to anything— Go thou, I'll fetch some flax and whites of eggs to
8: apply to his bleeding face. Now heaven help it.
0: Exeunt by Opposite Doors End of Act Three